Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Saturday. Tis the weekend. And it's the weekend update. I should point that out, too. Um, You know, Bill, it was about, I don't know, four or five months ago, uh, we talked about, maybe it was a little longer, but we talked about uh, uh, a balloon. Oh, yeah. The one we're tracking now. Yeah, well, no, you don't. We have to don't get ahead of you. Yeah. Okay, you know that balloon came in over Montana and it drifted down through the central part of the United States. And they said, "Oh, don't worry about it. We're watching it." And then when it got over the waters off South Carolina, they shot it out of the sky because, well, the damage was done. You know, <laughs> they won't tell you that, but that's what they they allowed it to circle around military bases. They allowed it to dilly-dally and do whatever it had to do. But we were told, well, that's an exception. It's not the rule. And it'll never happen again. Right. (laughs) Bill, I'll let you pick up the story. Well, apparently the U.S. military is tracking a high-altitude balloon over Colorado. Yes, Colorado. jets to... Hey, what's going on with this balloon? <laughs> hey, what the hell are we letting it fly over for? Snag it, carry it to safe ground, and blow the hell, uh, blow it the hell. But you know because, what's interesting, Bill? It's what? they're saying, <clears throat> well, it's uh, it's in the jet stream, and I'm thinking, well, wait a second, do you know what? Do you know where the jet stream goes? It goes like it swoops down over like Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> it's easy for me to say. It swoops down over Colorado. And then it does like a U-turn. It goes up through the central part of the United States, and it goes mm-hmm. over like Ohio, the Ohio Valley, goes over yes. Pittsburgh, over the northeast and out to sea. So whatever the first balloon missed last time around, this, this one will pick get. up the slack. Yes. Yeah, and you know what? Don't tell me we didn't know about it. Well, obviously, we do know about it, but a little too late. And you know what? It's got, now it's probably transmitting data, mm-hmm. but let's go ahead. First off, let's figure out the frequency it's on. Second off, let's blow it to smithereens. And thirdly, <laughs> no, now no. that we got the frequency, I'm sure that we can send con- some kind of signal that will go and toast the receiver on the other end. The, uh, and, uh, the balloon's origin and purpose is unclear. That's what they wrote. It's unclear. Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody's throwing balloons over the U.S. <laughs> well, it's a party. It's, right. yeah. You gotta love these people. You know yes. they think they think we're naive, but you know this is. Does, do you feel secure in the knowledge that you're being protected on a daily basis by uh, the Air Force and uh, NORAD and places like that? I mean, I, do you feel comfortable knowing that uh, nothing can fly over our airspace without uh, you know well, it being detected and us being protected, you know? Well, things are flying over our airspace undetected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the borders are open. You know, people are coming in willy-nilly. You know, Elon Musk is saying this is all just a big elaborate scheme to uh, get voters in so that yes. they can go to a one-party system. He's right. Talk about overwhelming the, the, overwhelming the voting. Yep. If they're all new voters and they all vote Joe... It's all Democrat. They could technically, in this election, and every lefty right now is going, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, wipe them out. It'll just be everything we want. One party, you sadomasochistic person, you. Because that's what you are. You sexually get your kicks out of sitting, watching other people suffer, and having it your own way. That's what you 
You guys you are. Know, and this is the right now, you say it can't get any worse than this. Oh, oh it yes, is. it can. Yes, it can. Trust me. If you think it's bad now, wait until they win in 2024. Wait in until, the year 2525. Uh, well, yes. I, we won't have to wait that long. Trust me. It'll no. be 2025. That'll be that's close enough. If if they win the next election, it's been pretty much uh, decided by the, those in the know that uh, you can put a fork in our country. We're done. You know. Oh yeah, and it will be a one-party system, whether you want to admit it or not. It's going to be life under the mushroom, and in this case, that mushroom could be a cloud. Boy, isn't a that big, the truth? Poofy cloud. Belarus is. You know, pe- people, and- people, wait, before you, people don't uh, um, believe that what you're saying is true about the illegals. But you know, Joe is talking about uh, putting in place some executive orders to secure the border now. Well, think about it. The damage, for the most part, has been done. You know, yeah. we've we've got he, they've they're admitting to seven or eight million people in this country. So say it's twenty five million. Yeah. It's probably more like 20, 25 million that have gotten through. They just haven't caught the others. They came through and were undetected and went on their merry way. But, you know, those people who've come in here, they'll get uh, they'll get ID cards. They call it ID cards. It sounds so innocent. I hear, I hear people in Massachusetts talking about the ID cards the illegals are getting. Well, it's going to let them vote, folks. It's going to let them yeah. vote. Trust and me. You know, they're taking over abandoned properties. They call them squatters down yeah. in Georgia. They're mad about it. They're doing a bipartisan bill, but that's not going to work. Once they go in and they squat, they have it. The people that they have it, and the yeah. people that own it now have to file bankruptcy, and it's causing financial ruin to people. It's causing you know just the mental anguish. What well, the you hell happened? What you're right. What you're, you're saying is so true. If if you're a landlord, you own a building. Let's say you bought a building. It's in disrepair. And you plan on fixing it in a month or two or three or four, right? But you plan on doing that the down the road. Up, yeah. yeah. you got to get the money in place. you got to get the financing in place to do this. But in the meantime, it's empty. And uh, these illegals come by and say, hey, this doesn't look too bad. They go inside. They set up shop, unbeknownst to you. And, okay, one day you go over to take a look at the property and make sure you're going to be uh, getting all the stuff you need together to make it work. You look inside and you see, you know, uh, Jose and his family uh, – and they've taken up residency. Now you can't get them out. Well, they have know, squatters' rights. The, it's happened in Maryland. It's happened in Jersey, where homes have been for sale. They're not in disarray. They're for sale. And usually, you know, when a home goes for sale and it's been on the market for a little while, they might do one or two house showings, and that's it. So, you know, or maybe somebody down the road buys the house sight unseen, or they saw it and they come back a month or two later and go, is that house still available? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go there and they find somebody either moving in or that's already moved in and they're squatters. Now you got to go through a whole legal process to get them out. They are taking any property they can. Joe and his beloved wisdom is just saying, yeah, grab that property. You know what? He is not helping the situation. If you think that he's on your side, you're an idiot, even more so than he is. And, you know, the thing is, they're not really relying on you to vote for them. They're relying on these strangers who don't really have a legal right to vote for them, but they don't care about legality. 
You know, if they cared about the law of our country, they would be protecting our borders on a daily basis, but they don't. They don't. So they don't care about the law. I mean, think about it this way. Forget the fact. Don't don't think about the poor little uh, family that's struggling to make ends meet and they're coming by for a better life. Don't think about them because they they're the minority. They are the minority when it comes to invaders coming across the border. What we're getting is we're getting Chinese men, military age, with no family coming across the border. We're getting strangers from Syria. We're getting strangers from Iran. We're getting people from the Ukraine. We're getting people from Turkey. These people are coming from all over the world. You've got to ask yourself, how the hell did they get to Mexico? But, you know, someone pays for their airfare, George Soros. Somebody's buying them tickets. Somebody's putting them up in rooms and making sure they're ready for the short journey business. Don't think for one second that most of them are traveling through the uh, centralist part of Central America and walking all the way across Mexico into the United States. Take a look at their shoes. Take a look at their clothes that they're wearing. They come across looking like they stopped off at Walmart before they came across the border. They got nice clothes, nice shoes. They're dressed in warm jackets for the most part. You know, this is all being paid for by a sinister group that's out to destroy our country. You know, I wish I had the audio, Bill. I I, um, Mm -hmm. was listening yesterday to the uh, president of El Salvador. He was speaking at CPAC. And I may even have something here from him. He was absolutely magnificent. He's a young guy, and uh, he talked about how El Salvador was at rock bottom. El Salvador was where we're almost at right now. Uh, It was the murder capital of the world, they called it. He said, Mm -hmm. you can't get any worse than that. He said there was a time when some illegals from El Salvador had been uh, shipped up and crossed into the United States, and it, it was during the time of the Clinton administration. And Clinton... Without any ceremony, without any pomp, they just grabbed them and shipped them all back to El Salvador. Well, they came back, these criminals, and they got better at being criminals. And they literally took over the country for, he said, by the way, they were into things like satanic rituals. He said, if you don't, be- if you don't believe it, read about it, check on it. it. These guys, these bad guys were real bad guys. He said, and they're the guys right now who are shipping these people north, a lot of them. But we have, we have El Salvador under control. He said, they're not wanted in El Salvador. And George Soros, <clears throat> excuse me, George Soros is not wanted in El Salvador either. And he knows it. We've made sure he knows it. The people of El Salvador are awake now. He says, right. we've, we've gone from 100 uh, murders per 100,000 to, I think he said two per 100,000. He said, we have, we've gotten our, our country back. He said, but we had to reach rock bottom for us to realize how bad it was. He said, you're not there, the United States. You're not that low. You haven't reached rock bottom yet. You have time to stop it before it hits the very bottom. This is what the guy said. The guy was magnificent, and uh, I, if I can't, I can't find the audio right yeah. now. He was at CPAC yesterday, and uh, but that's where we're at, Bill. 
I was going to say, yeah, it's 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 a bad situation. I was just going to point out some uh, immigration news here. Illegal immigrant in Virginia charged with producing child pornography. Oh, wow. Now, then we go to Georgia. A promising 22-year-old Georgia nursing student allegedly murdered by illegal alien. They announced it is an illegal alien, and they've got him in custody. And there's no rhyme or reason he was previously arrested for harming a child. So illegal aliens at its best. I mean, the list goes on and on to the uh, upside-down world. Apparently, noticing black violence on social media, let's say that people post something of these gangs that might be, what, uh, Antifa Mm -hmm. doing stuff like that. Uh, You can't say it's racist. And posting that is, is, is your own form of racism and manipulation. So in other words, by acknowledging it and alerting people that it's going on, now you're you're the guilty party by uh, doing that. The president of El Salvador is Nayib Belkali. Okay, there and, you go. And I got a little audio of him right here. Listen to this. This is him speaking at CPAC, just a, just a little bit. They don't have a democratic mandate. If they want a seat in the table, they should run for office. Let the people vote. It will not be a pretty sight for them if the elections are free and fair. I mean, who elected Soros to dictate public policy and laws? Why, why does he feel entitled to impose his agenda? Let me tell you something. Soros and his cronies hit a brick wall in El Salvador. Thank God, thank God, another glory be to him. Salvadorans are now immune to his influence. No one believes his lies anymore over there. Wow. But that's yeah. Bukele. He's from El Salvador, the president. He said, thank God. And he said, let the glory be to God and let the glory be to him. He said that this is a man of faith. And he was talking, by the way, about how the uh, the bad guys literally were practic- practicing Satanism. And I thought, you know, people don't want to believe that. They don't want, they don't want to believe that uh, there's a portion of our society that, uh, that does this. But based upon what I've read over the past few years, they're out there. They are out there. There are evil people in this world who minimize and make fun of religion and and actually pray to to Satan for his uh, intervention in their actions for him to uh, to do to help them do all the dirty evil rotten things that they're doing right now and and it's happening in this country you may say well we don't have any of that in the United States nonsense I want to play this for you Bill MSNBC reporter right this is an MSNBC reporter uh, she was on her name is. Heidi Prisbala, I guess her name is Prisbala. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm not sure of the name, so don't hold me to it. Her first name is Heidi. I can tell you that much. She's a reporter for Political, and she was on MSNBC, and she was literally 
uh, trying to explain the difference between Christian nationalists and Christians as if there was a difference. See, if you're a Christian and you'd like follow Donald Trump, if you're a Christian and believe in the Constitution, if you're a Christian mm-hmm. that believes in the values that most of the listeners of this podcast believe in, you're called a Christian nationalist. You're not to be trusted and you're different from the others. Listen to what she said. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, mm-hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The- you, you hear that? She was, she was minimizing the fact that we believe that behind every law, every good law, it's just a reflect. We believe that it does come from God. Our we have inalienable rights, right to free speech, the right, the rights to the Constitution. They make it sound like, uh, well, it's coming from government. No, we believe they're God-given rights. We do. I, I don't. I, ha- I have no problem saying that they're God-given rights, because I believe that every man put on this planet has those rights. Some governments yeah. don't allow them to to enjoy those rights, but in this country. We were founded on the fact that we were going to be different. We were going to acknowledge the fact that these rights came from God. And you, you, the government, couldn't take them away from us. Right. I'm sorry, Bill. I got on my, I get a little, but that irritated me. When I heard that piece from that, that reporter from Politico, I wanted to, I wanted, I, my stomach turned over, you know? Uh, I thought, my God, these people, they are shameless. She was going to tell us there's a difference between being Christian and Christian nationalist. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. Look at, can a Christian be a liberal? I, I guess that if they're not really paying attention to all of what's going on in their minds, they can think of themselves as, as Christians. But I think that if you're truly a Christian and you pay attention to what you know God has given us and what God has sacrificed for us, uh, you are going to lean to the right. Because, you know, he, we believe in the, in the Constitution, which was founded on the laws of God. I mean, you can actually take the Ten Commandments, you know, and you can take portions of the Constitution and hold them side by side. And they're not worded the same way, but they mean the same thing, you know? Right. I'm sorry, Bill. I, I got on my high horse. I know you have something to say, too. Well, no, no, no. I, I have other topics, but... Uh... And I was searching around while you were you're yes, doing this. Yes, while so. I was doing my diatribe, yes. Yeah, so I was letting you uh, you go on there. I be, well, you know, today's an election day, which uh, yeah. obviously we haven't mentioned that, but that's going on in South Carolina. It's going to be a while before we get numbers, but I don't think it's going to be long. Uh, I think, uh, well, hell, when we're recording this right now, uh, the polls have been open for a while, and uh, I'm sure that things are... Um, I got a question, should, though. This okay, is a question from my, my cohort in crime here. Um, you know, we've been hearing reports that uh, Trump is up by 35 points in South Carolina. Trump is up by 30 points in South Carolina. He's really putting mm. it. And I was thinking, is the left going to let him take South Carolina, or are they going to steal South Carolina to make him look um, ridiculous? Do you think that they will put in place the systems that they used during the 2024 election and, uh, you know, use it as a stopgap and also to, you know, give uh, Haley, Nikki Haley, a head of steam, so to speak. Well, it's an interesting question. Uh, 
the logic would dictate that they shouldn't do that because it would be very obvious what they did. Uh, he is ahead by a lot. And Nikki has said, no, she's staying in it to stay in it. She's already said, I think, uh, what's the guy's name, Bear, on Fox? Right, Brett uh, Bear? Yeah, Brett Bear. Uh, he did an interview with her, and he was giving her a lot of slack because I don't know where he lies, but he basically gave her a lot of ways saying, well, you know, are you running for BP? And she wouldn't answer the question. He goes, is it off the table? She goes, yes, yes, yes. I'm not running to be VP, okay? Mm -hmm. The Uniparty has said they would pick her up as their presidential candidate, and the guy that's a Democrat would step in as vice president. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't like Nikki, but that would be a brilliant move because then she could say, yes, I'm a Republican. I am a Republican. I'm running under the Uniparty because I think it's time that we unite and la, 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 la. And But, you know, he goes, she said no. And he asked her again, are you saying no to the Uniparty? And she goes, yes, I'm not. I'm saying no, but, but, no, no to the Uniparty. But trust me, she said to President Trump, I would oh, never, yeah, I, I would never run against you, Mr. President. I would never run against you. So what does she do? She runs against him. And not only yeah. does she run against him, she is the nastiest candidate against him, I think, that I've seen in a long time. I mean, yeah. you, you look at the Ron DeSantis and you look at Vivek and all those guys, uh, Tim Scott, they, they carried their campaigns with a, a bit of dignity and decorum. Well, she's in for a reason, and she might be the spoiler if she can't take Trump, Trump down, you know, she is going after, she, she belittles all the guys that dropped out. Mm-hmm. She belittles them. She is a mudslinger. And with a little smile, I'm Nikki, and I'm innocent, and I'm just doing this for democracy. The hell you are. You know, you've got an agenda, and you're getting something from this some way, somehow, and it stinks. So your question, could something go on that would be awry? Yeah, I think so. But I really think that the numbers are going to pull Trump through, but I could be wrong. You got it. You can't count your chickens until the eggs are all hatched. Yeah, and that's just life in general. But Trump should bowl through if he wins and in, win everywhere. If he wins in South Carolina, technically it's just about done. You know, I mean, I don't know how she can uh, think that there's a, a path to any kind of victory. Even if he lost there, he would have to lose to where he was down in single digits, and she was way the hell up there. And, and then it's her state that they would say, but that's not going to happen. And he's like 65 points. She's 39 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So even if she brought it up and got into the 40s, which she thinks she's going to do, the simple fact is that he beats her. He beats her. It's her home turf. And, and it's winner take know, it all. It's winner yeah. takes all. It's not like she'll get a percentage. If Donald yeah. Trump wins, he wins everything in South Carolina. You get your tail handed to you on your home turf. You lost. No yeah. matter what, it's, I don't care if it's by two or three points, you lost and she i think knows in her heart of hearts mm-hmm. she's going to lose but she's there's something bigger to this picture than than meets the eye i mean you see what's going on with trump and all the cases we'll we'll talk about fanny first well you know you know, you know bill they're throwing tons of money at nikki haley and you got to wonder why would they be throwing millions of dollars to her there's campaign? something up yeah there's something up and you know i don't know that she might be a part of this this one world order thing too, to where there's a move and everything happens for a reason there, you know, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of uh, notches on each wheel and you know of each gear in the wheel, and they they're there for a reason. She's still in it for a reason. What that purpose is exactly, don't know. Well, we know that the deep state, and there is a deep state, they have a terrific amount of influence on Biden. But realistically, it looks like Biden hasn't got a snowball's chance. Well, I, I take that back. If it's a fair and just election, he will probably lose big time. But the caveat is I believe it's going to be a corrupt election. It is going to be, you know, it's that old expression. We've said it before. Uh, it, apparently, the, Albert Einstein said it first. He said uh, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And that's exactly what would be the case if we don't change the system. And I was going to ask you another question. I'm glad this, we're talking mm. about this. Um, can't Congress, before the election, say, at least with regard to the federal portion of the elections. You know, we haven't got any control really over the state portions of the elections, you know, the state uh, candidacies and stuff like that. But couldn't Congress say, with regard to the federal elections, every voter has to show an ID? Every voter has to show uh, proof of uh, residency. I mean, some a, a license, but you have to show an ID. And maybe, maybe they could even go so far as to say every federal vote has to be done by paper ballot. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, doesn't Congress? We have the majority right now. Can't we initiate this before the federal election and say? Uh, well, sure, we could initiate it. Is it going to go through? I mean, because you've got Republicans that are part of this. Deep state. state. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we've got a corrupt government, I think, you know, and, and they're trying to, you know, keep their heads low. But it's pretty obvious, you know, when they pop their head up of what they really stand for. So I don't know that you can uh, you, that we're going to be able to do that. Trump and many people more, more and more people believe it. Trump is the only solution you know, and he is a disruptor. He was meant to be a disruptor when he was when he was first put into office. He was a disrupt disruptor. The Democrats knew that, so they had to sit there and throw all the hate and angst against him that they could. And you know what they're doing is bullying. You know, they're really bullying him and bullying the you know conservatives. You know, if you don't think so, I mean, just look at. The little nasty things they say and post. Look at, uh, you know, they've got judges in all the right places. You look at uh, what's going on in New York. You see what happened with the National Rifle Association in New York? Uh, the National ahead. Rifle Association. Letitia James sued the National Rifle Association, and a New York judgment came down saying that the National Rifle Association had mis misappropriated their funds. And they, they're going to be fined a big, big uh, chunk of change. Uh, Anything she, she, conservative is going to be fined. And it's funny how she's getting away with it in New York that have these special weird laws that they're pulling out that have never been Trump, the, what they did with him. That's a 75-year-old law that they pulled up out of the, you know, out yeah. of the, the, the dustbin. Yeah. The, the dustbin that really doesn't apply to him. But what it does is it gives them... Um, you know, the, 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 uh, the ammunition to say, well, there was no harm. There was no foul. Everybody made money. There is no crime here, but we're going to call it a crime because we just don't like him and we don't like the way he did his business. 
And it's not that they don't like the way he did business. They don't like him. I think we're going to see how corrupt the uh, New York legal system is when the appellate court looks at this. If the appellate court sides with this judge, then I believe the whole system in New York is corrupt. I don't think it's going to make it to the appellate court. Well, I think it's, it's, look, they've already filed. They've already filed from what I understand. So, yeah, but the Angeron sat there and said, "Oh well, you got to come up with the money." He bitched when Trump yeah, said, "Hey, you know what you Trump said." Uh, he's got the money. Yeah, he, he well, has he's going to have to. He doesn't want to give it to him, but he has it. Well, it's costing him now, as of Friday, yesterday, a hundred and twelve thousand dollars a day. They did that, Letitia. Now you tell me this is not bullying. She says this is not political. It's oh, not what a at liar! All. And then she posts a tweet of the four hundred fifty-five million dollars. Yeah. That was all she posted. Yeah, that is. You know, you see the new that, picture of her. The new picture of her. They say it's all political. The new picture of her standing with a flag behind her, like she's running for governor, which everyone says she's going to. Nigel Farage was speaking at CPAC, and he was talking about the importance of Trump. Listen. I know what it's like to be demonized. I know what it's like to be called all the names under the sun. But I can tell you he's been through a lot more of it than I have. And simply, folks, I believe that Donald Trump is the bravest man that I have ever met in my life. I really do. I really, really do. So now it's not just me in the European Parliament. There are new parties right across the continent. We've got European elections happening on the 9th of June this year. There's going to see many, many more people coming in that want to fight the globalist agenda. And it's not just me from the United Kingdom thinking Trump needs to win this election and needs to win this election not just for America, but frankly, for the Western world and perhaps even saving the very elements of our Western civilization that we hold dear, and we do. Nigel Farage, uh, yeah. I always liked him. But, you know, understand, understand something, folks, especially for our newer listeners who may be uh, uh, just uh, considering uh, moving more to the right, but they're not really sure. It's not that we believe that uh, Donald Trump is a messiah figure. He's not. He's, a, he's, no. ju he's just a guy with the weaknesses that a lot of men have, the, the faults that a lot of men have. But he has solid beliefs, and he stands with us with sword in hand. And it's not that we're going to have him doing all of the changes. He's not going to be the guy who fixes everything. He's going to bring a system of like-minded people back to Washington, and they as a team will do it. To, we'll, we'll remove all this swill that has uh, become uh, f has been fermenting in yeah. the swamp for for decades. I'll point out something here. He just pointed out he he made the mention something that I kind of picked up on uh, the other day. He said that Trump has got to be the bravest man in the world. I'm going to dot that I and cross the T. Yeah, I for agree. You because uh, you look at the Laura Ingram the town hall in South Carolina mm -hmm. a couple of days ago. Yep, and she was talking to Trump and about his VP pick. Okay. Now, they say that Trump is a dictator, egotistical, yada this and yada that. And he goes, the number one, you know, concern is in Vicky, picking a VP is it's got to be somebody in case something happened. Yes. That yep. they could pick up and carry on and they could do the job and continue forward. Mm -hmm. Translate 
if you want to translate that, he is willing to take a bullet yeah. for the country. He's he's not somebody who is unaware of the danger he lives in. Yeah. He could stop right now, quit right now, yep. if he were the wussy that Joe Biden is. Can yeah. Joe Biden say that? Can any Democrat sit there and say, I'll take a bullet for the country? Trump, in his own words, did say that in South Carolina. Because well, let me ask you a question. Anything it, could happen. Every time you look at him in a rally, don't you... Don't you, in the back of your mind, worry for his health, his uh, safety? I do. When he's standing yeah. up in front of tens of thousands of strangers, you don't know who they are. And, you know, Democrats are going, well, maybe that's what we got to do. They've said it before. Yeah. Okay, I will tell you right now, if you even think that publicly and decide to try to carry it out, that would be the biggest mistake that any Democrat, leftist, liberal, socialist, communist yeah. ever did in this country because you want to see red, you would see red. He has people who love him, okay? Uh, they appreciate all that he's we done. We love our country, and we love the fact that he has proven, uh, forget you know any supposed indiscretions aside, Right, and he didn't do anything illegal. Just so you know, in in New York with his real estate stuff. As a matter of fact, New York is sending a signal: Hey, investors, get the hell out of here. We don't yeah. want your stinking money. We're going to do it on our own. We played Kevin yeah. O'Leary yesterday, right? We heard oh, Kevin yeah. O'Leary. Yeah, he's, he's not going to invest. Oh yeah, I'll do business in any other state but New York yeah. because you guys are a bunch of clowns. It's a clown show. I mean, he's looking specifically at places like West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, to name just a few, that, okay. that, are, that, are, that are welcoming to investors. Have you ever seen anybody accused of a crime, whatever the crime, and they put up, okay, you've got to pay this, all right? And you have the right to an appeal. Everybody has the right to an appeal. And that money gets put on hold. And they will... They always will work it out with you. Right. They always will. Not in Trump's case. Now, why is that? You know. Oh, but it's not political, Bill. That's what you heard. No, you heard no. Letitia say. Oh, but it's not political. You lying sack of Jewia. Well, Angeron on Friday goes, enough's enough. Yeah, you're right, Mr. Angeron. Enough is enough. Why don't you take your naked body out of the court system because you're an idiot. No, but I he's bet not you just, I know more he's in my not finger. Just, he's not just an idiot. He's an evil SOB, okay? He's an he evil is a SOB. He's sadistic, masochistic, you know. You know he, it, he's a sadomasochist. He, look, he posted a naked picture of himself. I saw and that. And then he's sitting there. He is abusing Trump, all right? And he's getting kicks out of this. Is he at home? Um, I hate to say this. You know, he, is, does he go home and pleasure himself? He, he, and, uh, this to Trump? He, is he, didn't, he didn't allow cameras to be in, in the, uh, the trial. He didn't allow there to be cameras in the courtroom, so we couldn't see how the courtroom, how the court was, uh, how, how the system was running. But I can tell you from listening to what his lawyers have said that uh, he didn't allow basic evidence to be introduced by the defense. The defense right. had witnesses that they wanted to present that he didn't allow to testify. He didn't want it to be done in front of a jury. He wanted to decide by himself. He made statements before the trial started, which said 
basically, I've already pre-decided this, uh, this trial. I know exactly where this is going to go, but we'll do the trial anyway. That's essentially what he said. I'm paraphrasing. But the fact of the matter is, we knew, most people who were watching this case, knew before the damn trial started that Trump wasn't going to get a fair deal. And he proved his uh, right. And, you know, by the way, Bill, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again, I'm afraid, in every New York courtroom. They're all going to gang on Trump. They're going to pile on Trump. Uh, well, I'm waiting to see how the Letitia, uh, not Letitia, the Fonny. Yeah. Fonny oh. Because now she, it was obvious that she was listening to the trial when she was not supposed to be. That's why she barged in. Because they actually set it up in a way that she could have sat there and skated on this thing had she kept her yap shut and kept her ego out of it. But she marked her little rear end in there, her fat butt, you know, in Mm -hmm. there and started attacking, which meant that she was back there listening when she wasn't supposed to be. That's number one. Talking about and her coming out there, she proved beyond a shadow of doubt that she took campaign money because she admitted it and she used it for her own stuff. She didn't cover up the fact that she hoards money. That's not, she doesn't do that. Uh, She also basically admitted that they were together before uh, he was ever hired. And now what's going to hurt her is the tracking on Wade's phone. Yeah. The the geo-tracking on the phone shows that they lied under Oath. But and wait, but wait, there's more. Yesterday, oh, yes. Jim Jordan was talking with Matt Schlapp at CPAC, and he talked about a surprise witness. Listen. I'm not sure if uh, Jimmy Kimmel understood what the title of this uh, conversation is. What's she talking about? Willis. Bonnie <laughs> Willis. Uh, did she get back to you today? Yeah, we subpoenaed not yet. Um, I just talked Wait, to her staff. Wait, is she supposed to get back to you today? Yeah, she's supposed to get documents. Well, to did us. you hear from her boyfriend? We haven't. So some, I was talking about this in the office, and I said, I said, Fonnie Wade. And it was like a Freudian slip, you know, like I, I, it's Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade. So, uh, no, we haven't heard back from her yet. We'll see what we get from her. But there's a whistleblower in her office who we have talked to, her, the committee staff. Yeah, and she... Um, the whistleblower, uh, I think she's like four foot eleven, but Fonnie Willis had seven police like escort her out when when she fired this lady, because this lady raised the concern that Miss Willis was not spending federal funds and the not following the grant, uh, the rules of the grant and in, in, in the grant dollars, in the in the appropriate manner. So uh, she raised this concern and Fonnie Willis fired her. She's now talking with our office, and we'll see where that goes. And that's why we we subpoenaed for records and documents related to this. We'll see what we get. Uh, there's still a few hours left in today. She also was interesting. She, instead of accepting service on the subpoena, she made us send the U.S. Marshals. Even though our office had talked with her office, we've had correspondence back and forth. She made the U.S. Marshals take the subpoena there. So uh, go figure. This is Fonnie Willis. And we all saw her, I think, her attitude on display when she took the took I thought it was a, I thought it was a skit, but I think it actually was real life. It was real. It well, was you know, real. we said, we sent out a tweet that said, we didn't invite Fonnie Willis to CPAC, but there is a Fonnie sandwich with a chaser of Grey Goose vodka. If you have enough cash, ready cash in your pocket. Yeah, the, the, the comedy routine from Mr. Slap coming out today. That's awesome. 
been a long year, Dave. <laughs> well, um, but we appreciate That's Jim Jordan talking with uh, Match Lap. Match Lap was making light of it. So there's a sandwich they have at the uh, CPAC convention. It's a Fonny Willis with a side of Grey Goose, which I thought was uh, it was kind of cute. Everyone's, everyone's a comedian. But what was interesting is the fact that they have a whistleblower. And here's why I think that the judge has more pressure on him to do the right thing as opposed to doing the politically correct thing. I think Mm. there's so much attention on this case, and she obviously is going down in flames, uh, either by his case or by his decision or by the Congress. See, it's not just that his decision is the only thing that's going to, uh, you know, point out her weaknesses. It's also the fact that Congress is investigating him. There's a congressional investigation against this whole procedure. So I think this uh, this judge well, will probably fi- do the right thing, I think. Well, you don't know because he was a former Biden DOJ person. Now, I do have a question. You know, presidents, um, you know, they will sit there and pardon people. Could could it get so bad to where Joe just goes and pardons her? Well, you know, Joe can pardon her, but uh, the question is, can she still be removed as the the prosecutor in the Trump case. And I think that Joe can't do. Yes, he can pardon her crime, but the judge... So if he did that before there was a ruling, then it's all off the table. But what, what, then what would he be pardoning her for? Well, He can't maybe... pardon her before there's been a... See, you can't pardon somebody for a crime they haven't committed yet. Yeah, unless the judge finds a way to maneuver around to where it's not one that's big enough to sit there and stop her from, and then she gets pardoned. I don't know. How do you, you pardon know, somebody for committing a crime which they haven't been, they haven't been found guilty of? How do you let twenty-five million illegal aliens into the well, country and then you, say, "Well, we're going to give them credit well, cards. We're doing that. We're going to give them driver's I mean, that, license. That's we're going to do that. We're going to let them vote. We're going to do that." Well, there's a this. What you're saying is they bend the rules. They change the rules. Exactly. See, we follow the rules. On the right, we follow quote the, the silly rules are called law. We, we, for the most part, we follow those things, right? Uh, but the left, they will tell you that laws are meant to be, if not broken, bent a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, could he, I don't think he'd call it a pardon. I think what could happen is the judge may find her guilty, and maybe Joe, uh, I don't know whether he can, can he, can he pardon her for a state charge? That's an, I don't know whether he, whether a president. Well, okay, then how how is Fanny uh, using the RICO laws on the January sixth and everything? Well, you know, she's trying. She's doing. She's doing a twist. I know RICO laws. Yeah, but and, the point the point is, they're two separate things. She's not being charged. She's not being. She's right now. They're considering her removal because of misappropriation of funds. Right. And, you know, that's the, the key issue here. And uh, I think that there, it's, it's, it's the state laws that apply here as opposed to the federal RICO statutes. Um, well, no, no, I'm not talking about RICO on her. I'm talking about she's using RICO laws yeah, to but, go after Trump. But what I'm saying is that's a separate case right. compared to what she's being, uh, she's being taken to court right now. That's... That's a whole separate ball of wax. This is uh, because they they believe she's been misappropriation, misappropriating funds in her office. You know, but my my point was a comparison in in the fact that how are they using that against Trump? Yet, you know, she can sit there, you know, 
you know, she's using laws that shouldn't apply. Are they going to use uh, means that really, you know, sh- uh, shouldn't apply, or they'll take things into consideration they shouldn't to mm-hmm. find a way to give her a walk? In other words, bending the rules, twisting the law is something that Democrats specialize in, you know, because they are written for thee and not for me. And that's just the way that they operate. I think that this this judge, and I, I watched him in the procedure, he seems like a young uh, intelligent judge. He did seem mild-mannered, but he seemed to be uh, paying attention to what was happening in, in his courtroom. He admonished her twice for acting up on the stand. Uh, this was something that you wouldn't do if you were just going to side with her, I would think. But uh, I'm thinking that he's probably looking around the landscape and saying, wait a second, I got the Congress uh, talking about uh, her you know, in, inappropriate, inappropriate uh, uh, actions. We've got uh, people making jokes about it. We've got mm. everybody talking about it, and the people who are talking about it are making good points. I, I mean, if I come out and say she's found, she's innocent, uh, who's going to be made to look like the fool? It's going to be me, the judge. Now, and I would submit that Engeron, because of his ridiculous decision, uh, he has been made to look like an idiot, to uh, much of the country. You know, he may yeah. think he's a hot dog. I'm great. I, I put Trump in his place. But he is the face, the clown face of, of law and legality. He is he's absolutely, he and, and Letitia have, uh, they hold the trophy right now for uh, legal stupidity and corruption. In yours, in my mind, but in the liberals' minds, they are saints. They are gods. And you know what? They like to taunt. They like to bully. They like to poke, post the negative means. You know, I'd love to give them a nana nana boo boo right across the lips. But, you know, it, you know, that's just the anger in me because I, I don't like, and they are, when, they, when I say they're bullying and taunting Trump, they're actually bullying you and taunting you because... If you vote for him, agree with him, or even go, well, you know, I actually do believe Humpty Dumpty did fall off the wall and crack his shell. I do believe this election was stolen. It's my right to believe that based on things that I have seen. But they, you know, they're going after everybody now. Everybody, anybody that's defended Trump is now going to be charged and brought up on charges. Uh, Look at um, uh, Powell. You know, in Michigan, you know, the now the news always likes to cherry pick their words. Supreme Court rolled against and they're going to sit there and bill them for the hours of their decision. Well, number one, you have the right to an appeal and they're already paid by the tax dollars. So billing them for this is just an extra slap in the face because you have the power to do it. You're abusing your power. That's number one. You know, this is. It's ridiculous what's going on. I could sit here and go on for hours over that. But the point is, is that they're attacking now the prosecutors that uh, that uh, were defending Powell saying, well, we're going to file charges against them and invoke fines against them because they were promoting a false narrative. Is that you're talking about Sidney Powell, Sidney Powell? Yeah. Well, they they, they, Sidney Powell was an attorney doing what she thought was legal and uh they have they have warped her case as they have warped uh, uh what was the other guy uh 
Oh, he, she was a, a friend of an, an attorney from Georgia, yeah. and I can't think of his name right now. I'll think of it when the show is over. But uh, she has she had a right. We all thought to to uh, to side with the people who thought that the election was corrupt. And apparently, mm. what what the legal system right now is saying? Oh, you couldn't, you shouldn't have done that, and that was illegal, and and you brought. Uh, a, a false narrative to the table, and you made us all look bad. And we're gonna—they threatened to take away her bar license, you know. Um, well, yeah, she copped a plea, which she thought, okay, you know what? The easier thing to do is cop the plea. It's less. Well, she fell victim to number one rule that you know, and that's chicanery, where they come in and say, look, you know, if you just cop this, everything's gonna go easy yeah. on you, and you don't have to worry about a thing. Life goes on. Yeah, come on. Wink, she wink, she not, may not, not have had the money to continue doing this. You well, know? they do that. They That's the other thing they do. They yeah. attack your income. They attack your money. That way you can't defend yourself. Yep. And that's what they're trying to do with Trump right now. They're trying to bankrupt him and get the clock running. They got the E. Jean Carroll and threatening another lawsuit. Now, it looks, it looks good on appeal that he can sit there and get that one overturned and thrown out the window. But, you you know, I'm not holding my breath. You know, because it's in New York, a Democratic court, a Democratic judge that's going to sit there and go, well, you know. You know, it's it's sad. We we live in a country where we thought that the laws applied equally to everybody, and they don't. Right now, mm-hmm. they don't. Uh, and that's sad because I thought if you, uh, if you committed a crime or if a millionaire committed a crime or if a billionaire cr- committed the same crime, we'd all be judged equally, fairly. You know. But it's not the case right now. We have this, we have this system that has been, and I do believe it's been manipulated and massaged by uh, the monies of uh, guys like Soros. I'm very concerned, by the way. Uh, Soros is going to be the, I guess, the big uh, stockholder in in uh, the takeover of the of Odyssey, the revamping of Odyssey. Odyssey is uh, not Odyssey. Uh, yeah, Odyssey, right? The uh, Odyssey, yeah, yeah, CBS, CBS. Uh, there's 220 stations involved, and he's going to be the financial power behind the restructuring of their corporation, and uh, he's going to have a lot of input. He's going to he's going to have a lot of say. You, you know, you're going to have uh, all of a sudden uh, conservative talk radio uh, programs probably probably removed from many of those stations, and you're going to mm-hmm. see uh, something that's uh, a bit more leftist because they will have control. You know. Oh, it doesn't take much. You know, when you have the money, you can do a lot of things. And and uh, even and by the way, they won't care about ratings because look what they've done to CBS. Look what they've done to CNN and MSNBC. Those those, those uh, news cable news channels are in the toilet. They are yeah. down the drain. Yet well, they don't care. They keep yeah. doing what they're doing, and they keep getting paid the big bucks because they can afford it. It's doing what they wanted to do. Hey, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Change the subject. What did you have for dinner last night? Oh, I had a little, Why do you ask? <laughs> no, I, I, had, I had broccoli. I had uh, bro- uh, sweet potato. I had um, a salmon patty. It was a oh, delicious nice Lenten dinner, and it was uh, something to, um, to, to enjoy. It was great. Do you eat like that every night? No. Oh. Well, well, I take that back. I, I don't eat poorly. I, I eat pretty well healthy. Okay. I eat healthy. 
Well, okay, you're kind of destroying my story, but apparently illegal immigrants in Massachusetts dine from homestyle Italian caterer. Spinelli's. After 10, yeah, after $10 million yeah. no-bid contract. Yeah, Think, this, this, is, this is a restaurant, Bill. Yes. That is known, at least in the eastern part of Massachusetts, if not the whole state. They make great stuff. They make delicious stuff. And uh, they got a, a contract, no bid. Someone came along and said, it's Spinelli's, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah. yeah uh, we're um, we're going to give you a, a no bid contract and you can feed all the illegals. And they're being given food that you would go out and pay big bucks for. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, if you were taking your girlfriend no out to job. dinner, you'd go to a place and have something like what these people are eating right now. I mean, these people probably haven't eaten this well in their entire life. Yeah. Oh, but I hear I heard an interesting thing yesterday. Uh, if right. if Trump gets in, uh, Stephen Miller was on CPAC talking about this topic. He said, "What what I think the plan would be is uh, the illegals in the different cities, uh, because the police know where they are. You know, the police know where they're moving these strangers to." Uh, they would be, they would be taken to the airport. They would be flown to Texas to a staging area, where I guess they would have airports uh, on the border, where they would fly them back to their home countries. I guess they would have to install at least temporary runways. But mm -hmm. uh, from what I was, uh, what I saw from the conversation he had yesterday is that they've they've got a plan in place. It's not a loose plan. They know how they're going to do this how to remove the illegals. Um, whether it works or not, I don't know. I do know that a lot of them will scatter as soon as the word comes down that Trump... And by the way, this is why they're going to go vote. They're going to go vote because they have an incentive to vote for Biden because Biden will keep them in the country, pure and yeah. simple. They know if, if Trump gets in, then all A bets are off. vote for me means this is your new home. Vote for Biden. Yes, that's you'll it. be staying instead of riding with Biden. You'll be staying with no, Biden. No, you'll be hiding with Biden. You'll yeah. be hiding with Biden. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, no, I I think that uh, uh, we've got to do something between now and election time that uh, makes the elections more secure. I don't think we're going to have to worry. I think we're going to be at a war. I mean, you got Belarus that's saying any bl any plane shot down flying over Belarus or flying over Belarus will be shot down. Well, not only that, uh, I don't know if you heard this. NATO Secretary General uh, uh, Jen Stoltenberg uh, said that the Ukraine has a right to use the Western su uh, supplied weapons to defend itself against Russia, even if it includes striking targets within Russia's border. And they're talking about the F 16s that we weren't supposed to give them. But we gave them anyway. Well, they gave them permission to use the F-16s. That's where I was going next with the story is that, you know, we and because you go back to just earlier this week where Putin said he ordered his his military. You got 30 days to seize the Ukraine. So our answer is, all right, let's ratchet it up. And that means to in my mind, I could be totally wrong. But in my mind, we are now at Hell's Gates and uh, we're ready to open up a nuclear war. I think that they will justify it by using what they call uh, what they call low yield, limited range nukes, uh, and which is we've talked about this before. The use of it, any Medbib? the use of any type of nuke uh, is it goes 
it'll go like a fuse from there. It just boom. And 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 Putin's buddy sat there and said, you Medvedev, know, and yeah. yeah, Medvedev. Yeah, he sat there and said, uh, you know what? They lose or seem to be losing, then uh, DC is on the target list. Oh for yeah. Nukes. If you're if you're gonna allow uh, weapons like the F-16 to be used inside the borders of Russia. Well, then. Well, uh, you know what? There's one way to clear the swamp in New York and D.C. You know, because you know they're the targets for uh, Russia, and I don't say that as a joke. You know, so wait a second. Before we end the show, let's think about this for a second. We have the possibility of a war with Russia before the election. That's a possibility. Mm -hmm. We have a possibility, a distinct possibility, of a terrorist attack internally before the election. Yeah. Which, if that were to happen, a lot of us have already talked about this. There's the belief that they would suspend the elections because of this threat of more, you know, terrorist actions, and uh, postpone it indefinitely. So you'd have Joe odd infinitum <laughs> forever. You know, um, mm-hmm. we have got um, we've got illegals crossing the border. We don't know what they're they're bringing with them or who they're bringing with them. By the way. I read where we are funding. We are literally, uh, we had a, I heard this just this morning. We heard uh, an official from the uh, Homeland Security say, look, it, uh, essentially our, our, our monies are going to help traffickers bring human trafficking into the country and, and, and to bring them to their contacts. They admitted that taxpayers are paying to allow these human traffickers to bring their product, people, children, across the border and deliver them to their contacts in the United States. He, he admitted mm. it. And I thought, my God, I, I don't want my money going to that. Yeah. You know, uh, If you would like to contact us, we're easy to get in touch with. Uh, don't think it's we're hiding behind something. All you have to do is call us, for one thing, at 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and there's, uh, did I say jimandbillatmail.com, too? So we got you covered there. Mm-hmm. And uh, do like and share. We do appreciate it. If you like the program, share the program, tell other people about us, even though we know we got a large audience out there. You know, we want to overwhelm because that's the only way that we keep the show going. We should point out to our audience that we uh, we don't get paid for this. We do this because we think that uh, uh, honest voices have got to be heard. We think that we're honest people. We do our best to uh, to give you the the news that's factual and honest, and our opinion about that news too, which is mm-hmm. honest too. It, it may, you may not agree with it, but it's uh, you know it doesn't come from nef- some nefarious uh, place. It's uh, it, we're being above board. We're not trying to be. MSNBC or CNN or even Fox, for that matter, uh, where they have an agenda. And they do have an agenda, and there are people pulling strings behind the scenes. There's nobody pulling our strings. We're here. Right. What you see is is what you get. And with that, yeah. I think uh, you only have one thing left to do, sir. Oh, yeah, i got to make some breakfast. Uh, so uh, to do that, i, I got to do this. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. <laughs> This is CRN America. 
These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>